This is the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's up, Wildcatters? Welcome back to another episode of the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast. Let's go ahead and preface this by saying this is the morning after. This is the morning after, Nate. So you guys need to hang in here with us, but we got a walk of shame of podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I told Stephanie, I was like, cancel all the meetings this morning, but I'm not canceling on John. You're in for out of town. Where are you from again? Denver? Denver, yeah. Denver. How long have you been out there? Four years. Oh. So are you from, are you from Houston originally? Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, that's why he asked me if you're from Nebraska, and I said, no, you're from Colorado. Nope. Nope. Corn fed, corn country boy. So, uh, yeah, I've been in Colorado for a little over four years. So, it's good. So, tell us about part and parcel, just kind of high level, what it is. High level, uh, part and parcel. So, I'm a a land man, basically, came up in the renewable space. I've been doing it for 14 years and uh, started my own company uh, five years ago. Vanguard Real Estate Solutions, and just through that have really uh, seen, uh, I've seen a lot. And so I've, uh, from our standpoint, uh, experienced the difficulties of finding uh, good land folks and the frustrations of thinking you found a good one. And then they, uh, they're less than uh, ethical in in how they operate. And so uh, having to fire those folks and, um, not having any, you know, where do I go? Who do I, how do I tell everybody, Hey, this, this person was really shady and you should all stay away from them because, uh, especially, you know, oil and gas, you know, and, and other industries kind of have a boom and bust cycle. And so there's times where there's a lot of folks out of work that are really, uh, desperate to, to get a job. And I know that sometimes those those shady characters are the ones who get the work and the really good people are stuck at home uh, out of work. So, yeah. so the idea was, okay, how do we kind of like a, where do I go to leave a Yelp review to uh, hold, hold land folks accountable? Mm. And that's, that's kind of what started the whole thing was, was accountability and transparency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to create some sort of marketplace where they could go and, and vet an easier in an easier fashion than just trying to uh, screen and, and call references. Yeah. So let's uh, rewind a little bit and talk about Vanguard and your experience there because you came up in as a landman in renewables, which is interesting because you've been other- in renewables the, all 14 years. Um, yeah, well, yes, but we uh, started to diversify two, two and a half years ago. Okay. So um, now we do a lot more utility work. So pipelines, power lines. Okay. Yeah. Some DOT work. Yeah. So it's just interesting because I think every single landman that I know comes from oil and gas, right? Yeah, this is new. And when we originally talked, we were talking about, um, you know, landmen that wanted to transition from oil and gas to renewables. You know, it's very much, it's very analogous, right? And it's close to one-to-one skill set transfer. And so we were talking about, you know, helping landmen that wanted to transition from oil and gas to renewables. And so tell us a little bit, you know, how did you get started with Vanguard? Um, when did you start that firm? 
And what was the model there? You know, did you just have a bunch of in-house landmen and that's where you were kind of seeing these problems with reliability and transparency? Sure, absolutely. So um, I got my start uh, doing it with uh, Hilliard Energy out of Midland, Texas. Oh, yeah. They yeah. they opened a shop in Lincoln, Nebraska. So was was with those guys for a bit. Uh, went on to another firm. I uh, was a project manager for them for eight years. And then, uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to to step out and do my own thing. And so, um, you know, through my experience working for others, I knew that I wanted to uh, pay as, as much as I could to really reward folks for, for ha- their abilities and try and maintain and retain top talent. And, uh, again, one of the frustrations was, um, we did that and, and, you know, that worked, that worked well, but we still ended up in certain situations where we just ended up paying somebody, uh, a fair amount of money to, to, uh, you know, not, not do their job. And so, uh, if we could figure out how to really learn about someone uh, and and analyze their background, their character traits, their skill sets, and so that's where uh, with Vanguard uh, we started to do that. Where if someone applies on our site, uh, we're trying to quantify a little bit their skill sets and their experience, so that we're not sifting through hundreds of resumes each time we're trying to hire someone mm-hmm. uh, and and evaluating those. Uh, putting it in a format where we can really screen and and sift through that quickly, and so with this, we're, we're with part and parcel, we're taking that to a whole nother level where we're doing character trait assessments, skills assessments, uh, personality trait assessments. Um, we've got uh, people analytics consultants helping us um, build the assessments, but also um, put together algorithms to really distill what makes, um, in, in our opinion, what makes the best, uh, land man. Yeah. So. so with the part and parcel platform, I mean, essentially the, the pin a picture for the audience, this is a, a tech platform. That's a marketplace to where you can go find and vet landmen and you can kind of see, you know, that five-star review process on, Oh, Hey, you know, this guy is fucking awesome. He's great. Or Hey, he's not so great. Um, I know that you told me a while back that you also wanted to put in a um, education component to it as well and training component. And so if someone, you know, did have, you know, maybe a weakness in some element of their training, you guys were going to provide content. Is that still, still the plan? Absolutely. So it's, it's really multifaceted and if you let me talk about all the facets, we'll be here all day. But, um, but yeah, we call it a career development platform and online marketplace. So that career development platform piece is, you know, those assessments, those go both ways, right? So we, um, we will use those to identify and, and rank and rate uh, the land agents from our perspective. And then other hiring firms, that, you know, the, the hiring firms that come onto the platform uh, they're welcome to either uh, work with us and we can identify who we think are the best for their particular job, or they can use use the different traits themselves. Um, but uh, on the flip side of that, the the land professionals, depending on the subscription level, there'll be uh, automated coaching, basically, that you'll you'll take an assessment and you'll get back automated feedback that says, hey, you scored really, you did really well relative to others in, in these areas. Uh, you, you were a little weak in these areas. You know, we think 
if you bone up, if you do these things, you know, take these courses or, or do these things that you can really improve your overall marketability in the field. And so um, not only give them feedback as to where, where they can improve, but then give them the tools to go ahead and do that with, with different courses and things like that. So do you rank them amongst their peers or do you kind of rank them based on uh, maybe like a standard? Um, it's kind of a combination. So we'll, we'll have a, a formula that we'll put together and, and it'll, you know, it'll evolve. Um, we've, we've put together already from my experience and then working with the, the analytics folks on uh, what we think that's going to look like. But the beauty of this is as it grows over time, we'll have more and more real world feedback uh, because another component of this is real feedback from each party. So uh, if, if, if some, if, you know, Joe's hiring company hires uh, Bill, the landman, then they, they register in the system that they are working together. Um, so that, first of all, that lets everybody know that, um, that Bill, the landman is, is engaged in some fashion. And um, then it also gives an opportunity. What we're going to do is uh, try and encourage healthy communication. So we'll check in on a regular basis. Hey, Joe's land company. Hey, Bill, how's, how's this relationship working out? Can you give us some feedback, you know, how this relationship is going so that if there are issues, we can help again, encourage them to resolve those, uh, in a, in a a healthy and professional manner. Um, but it also helps so that once the, once the transaction's complete, once the project's done, then they'll ultimately rate each other with the final rating. And if, you know, if they're giving each other, say, four stars, four stars, you know, month after month, and then something happened at the end where he, he gets a one star, uh, we can come back and say, well, why did, why, why was, why, why was everything honky dory for 12 months? And now all of a sudden it fell off. So, mm-hmm. um, so we'll use that, uh, real world feedback to then assess against what we think makes a good landman and what those different character traits are. We can really dial that in. Yeah. So you guys were at NAPE this week. Um, you had the cornhole set up at your booth and uh, apparently Jake beat me in points. And so he won a uh, pulled out lawn chair. I want a chair. I'm going to keep it here at the office. I know. I got a bottle opener. So we got that for the, for the <laughs> office, so, which is good because the last party we had here, we didn't have a bottle opener. Uh-huh. And so I was uh, just popping bottle uh tops off on the desk and yeah. i did one and it shot me in the face and i was like i'm glad no one saw that <laughs> right <laughs> so we'll put it to good use um and you know at nape they had a uh i believe for the first time they had a renewable energy pavilion and it was actually there right next door to you guys thought that was really neat yeah and so um you know, really trying to play into the energy transition and you know provide some content for landmen that are um you know looking to get into renewables or utilities for you guys you know i don't know how many other booths are set up that are focused on you know renewables but the show is predominantly oil and gas right and so you see nape trying to go that way and Mm -hmm. do that and um you know it's kind of the general sentiment from landmen i mean are a lot of landmen you know i don't know if there's a demographic in oil and gas that got hit as hard as landmen did um in this most recent downturn you know rigs just they they stop drilling right and you don't yeah. need landmen to go um run in front of them so 
you know, what's the general sentiment from the landman community? I mean, are you seeing people really looking at, hey, how can I get involved in wind, solar, and other utilities? I mean, is that kind of the conversation right now? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think, I, I think it's healthy to diversify almost in any case. And mm -hmm. so I think especially for landmen and some other uh, roles within oil and gas where those traits are so transferable, um, when, when there are busts, you know, they, th that was another reason that led to starting part and parcels. I was really frustrated that, uh, some of the, some of the associations out there weren't doing as good a job as I thought they could have to help, uh, prepare the land professionals to, uh, cross train and, and go into other industries, yeah. uh, when, when the work wasn't available in a certain, uh, industry. So that was another major focus for us was helping bridge that gap and helping with the cross training and so that they can learn to work in other industries. Cause I mean, there's, and it's not just energy either. I mean, there's oil and gas, there's renewables, there's, you know, highway right away. There's, uh, you know, there's pipeline, there's power line, there's cell towers, there's fiber optic easement. So, I mean, there's all sorts of different yeah. directions you can go. And it's the same underlying skill sets that they have and the same yeah. approach. So it's just the, the details and the nuance of the industry. Yeah. Land is land, right? Land so, is land. Yeah. Yep. So as long as you have the right attitude um, and, and, and the ability to learn the details of the industries, and that's what we can help with, with the different courses. And, yeah. and you're seeing more of that um, more and you know, the renewables pavilion is, is a, yeah. is an example of that. And I, I think that's great. Um, again, I think for certain roles in the industry, uh, I think that's really healthy for them to, uh, you know, you can still have your core competency as oil and gas. I think that's yeah. wonderful. Oil and gas is a phenomenal industry. Um, but for some of those landmen being one of them, uh, broadening your skill sets and your abilities is, is very worthwhile. Did, uh, Mayor Turner end up coming by the, uh, energy, the renewable energy pavilion? Uh, I know he was supposed to be there yesterday at two o'clock. Yes. Did y'all see him? I, I saw him. I didn't, I wasn't there for, I didn't hear it, but I know he was there. Yeah. So. I was interested to see, uh, see what he had to say. So I heard, I heard good things. Yeah. So, um, he's not very popular amongst oil and gas. Yeah. Folks, so I was just curious to see the reception. <laughs> I was, I was walking away as he started speaking. I did hear a boo from, from out in the distance. So, so I did, Classic. I did pick up on that. <laughs> That's so funny. So no, but I honestly, I didn't listen to it. So. Yeah. I think this is really cool. You know, we've talked about for, it seems like years now. I mean, there's a couple, couple of episodes we talked about where, you know, moving more into like this freelance economy and it really hasn't really, you know, taking effect in oil and gas yet, but it makes sense. You know, with these landmen and having jobs and projects lined up as long as, you know, they meet the requirements and things like that to where they're not constantly hunting down new jobs. And at the same time, employees are able to kind of keep on that, that variable cost as opposed to having them on the payroll all the time. This episode is brought to you by our partners over at Liquid Frameworks. You know, we talk a lot about all this cutting edge technology every single week. And what's crazy is that a lot of EMPs and OFS companies are still managing all the field operations in Excel and on paper. With field effects, EMPs and OFS companies can transform how they manage and control field operations while eliminating the mountains of paperwork that comes along with it. Field effects makes field operations easy and efficient by streamlining communication between accounting, field operations, and office management. Now they're trusted by some of the most respected teams in the industry, and now you can hear directly from 
from them at the Liquid Frameworks ConnectFX conference here in Houston on September 14th and 15th. So if you've been thinking about ditching paper and Excel and modernizing your field operations, making your guys' lives a lot easier, come check out the ConnectFX conference. We have a link to the registration page in the show notes, and you can use our code Evolve or Die for $100 off your ticket. Yeah, so is that the is that the business model for part and parcel, you know, to be a freelance marketplace or a contracting platform? So if I'm, you know, XYZ company, I can come to the platform and I can find the best landman in my area that has the skill sets that I need. And then I transact and you guys are taking, um, you know, a portion of that transaction. How are you guys, like, how does the model actually work? So yes and no, um, we're not going to take a portion of anything. So we're just subscription fee based. So I really wanted to, because the last thing I wanted to do is encourage people to, to try and find each other through part and parcel, but then go outside of us to avoid some cost. Every freelance marketplace has that problem. Right. And I don't want that. That, that undermines what we're trying to accomplish, which is to really figure out what, what makes good land folks. And we want to encourage healthy uh, project partnerships and things like that. So, uh, so that was a very important to, to me with this. So, it's subscription based. There's there's free for subscriptions on both sides, and then there's tiered, depending on what uh, what all add-on services you want. Uh, you can go from there, and then there'll be some other uh, add-on things too that we'll that we'll be adding as far as you know on the hiring side, uh, background checks and things like that. Where we'll work with third parties to yeah. um, make that easier, um, and then on the land side. Uh, courses and depending on your tier uh, discounts and and one-on-one coaching versus uh, automated coaching things like that so how did you guys go about building it well i mean you're um, a land man you're not a technical guy right so i'm assuming that you're not the one that built (laughs) that's that's building the platform no you know uh, my c plus plus in in high school wasn't quite enough to (laughs) to get it done so um Still more, more than most people have, so I'm impressed with that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it was just a word of mouth thing. I'm a part of some uh, startup and, and VC communities in Denver. And yeah. so I uh, just asked around there and someone who built a educational marketplace platform, worked with uh, uh, Olivier, I can't remember his last name, uh, Spark One is, is the name of the outfit that okay. we've been working with. and. Yeah, it's good that um, you know, being up in Denver, you've got a talent Great pool city, of man. yeah, of tech talent. So Yeah, he's actually it. out of California, but um but yeah, he's he's been great to work with because not only does he have that side of it, but he's also been um someone to bounce ideas off of as far as just the the model and the strategy overall with the startup. So Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think um like a lot of oil and gas folks have good ideas of platforms that they want to build but it's always hard to find the technical Mm -hmm. talent to help build it out and so especially here in houston you know we don't have the greatest pool of technical talent you go down the road to austin austin's a different story but just kind of hard to break into that community but being up there in denver it's like you can start asking around and probably pretty quick find the uh right people to help you build it out yeah absolutely and that's been that was very helpful um but uh, just just a random aside, you know, I sat on this concept for two years before I actually started to to roll it out. So yeah. <laughs> at, at first, it started out as a nonprofit, and then um, you know, some people asking hard hard questions like, how how are you going to make this sustainable if you're not? Uh, and so 
the more I thought about it, uh, you know, from a resili- resiliency and sustainability standpoint, uh, we ended up with with this profit model. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it, honestly, I think it can transform the industry. I mean, uh, the career uh, hiring marketplace industry, not just for land professionals, but yeah, because um, a big, big part of this too is from a, from a landman standpoint, you know, now if you're, if you're trying to get a job, you, you might apply 50 times and fill out 50 different applications. Yeah. But uh, if we can get everyone to adopt part and parcel as, as the go-to place for hiring land professionals, we've got this very robust, very complex, uh, you know, complex on the information we collect and, yeah. and how it's available uh, profile that you can create. Uh, it makes resumes, you know, somewhat obsolete really with, with all that we're going to have in it. Yeah. And so why, why on earth would you want to do that? If we can just resumes have, should be obsolete. Right. Should we be, talk right. about, this is something that we talk about a lot, especially with our collide platform yeah. is, you know, if you go to hire developers, you don't ask a developer for their resume. You say, Hey, send me your Git. Like, show me what you've actually built. Mm-hmm. It's all that matters. Yeah. Right. And right. so you have these very technical professions, you know, especially in energy. So whether it's landman, geologists, engineers, like there should be ways to, Hey, show me your skill set. In your value, I don't give a shit about where you worked over the right. last fifteen years. Right. Like, there needs to be this dynamic resume. Yeah, you know, don't care a, where you went to school. Not just a don't piece care of about paper. Like, yep. Yes. Like, yep. Yeah, like what can you do? You know, like one um, on EFT Energy Fentwit. You know, a lot of the accounts are anonymous, and there's some smart accounts on there that you're like, oh, you know, this guy is probably fifteen year investment banker, and then you meet him, and you know, he's twenty three year old punk ass kid if you listen to this you know what I'm talking about. but he's smart but yeah. you never get that respect because he doesn't have the resume right to back it up right but because there's a level of anonymity on the internet and he's just showing his knowledge and skills you're like oh this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about yeah so there needs to be a way to do that for these technical professions like hey how can you actually showcase your skills and it's a hard problem to solve but there has to be um you know, there has to be some gamification of it, you know, some rating system, yep. some uh, proof from peers, some social proof, and then a way to showcase skills. Yep. So that's, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. Yep. It's a hard problem to figure out, but it has to be figured out because the way of going to LinkedIn and seeing, um, you know, seeing a static resume, I mean, that's just so old school. It is. And that's, and that's exactly it. I mean, you hit it on the head. That's what we're also trying to accomplish with what we're doing. And that's where the assessments come in, kind of a gamification perspective of, you know, you can take it and, and you score and then you see what your score is. And then we help you talk about how to improve it, yeah. which also legitimately is going to help you in your, what your values are to so, others. It's so funny, man, because with our Collide app, you know, our thesis was we can unbundle LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a horizontal platform, but it doesn't serve any specific vertical. So we said, hey, we can be the platform for energy professionals. We're going to niche down to energy. But then it's like, you guys, you can niche down even further Mm -hmm. into just landmen. And it's crazy to see like what the internet, the unbundling of things is like, you can just niche down. I mean, when we started this podcast, oil and gas startups podcast, like it doesn't get more niche than that. You know, like who the hell is going to listen to oil and gas startups podcast. But 
everything is going to, hey, people want niche platforms, niche communities that actually serve them. And, you know, I think you saw this, um, you know, I, I think that um, the AAPL had a lot of value at some point. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, I've heard a lot of complaints about, hey, you know, they're not serving landmen as good. But I think that just naturally happens as you grow as an organization and mm -hmm. kind of lose that intimacy with mm -hmm. the community. And so uh, people want community, right? They want to be part of something. They want to talk with their peers and they want access to opportunity to accelerate their career. So it's pretty funny to see like what we're building on our side and what you guys are building and it's needed because yeah. like if you're a landman, like you're not, you're not going to LinkedIn to find work. It doesn't like, that's such a odd, like the, the chances are so low of that happening. And then if you're someone that's looking to hire landmen, like, how are you supposed to find them? Like, yeah, I can see that Joe over here was 15 years senior landman, but is Joe worth a damn? Right. So, I mean, the value, like, yeah. the value proposition, I, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. And, you know, I've worked hard to try and build a LinkedIn network, but I don't post all the time. And so, you know, even, even then, uh, I don't, a small fraction of people I'm trying to reach actually even know that I'm hiring. So, yeah. you know, it's really hard to, to get a hold, get the message in front of everybody in, in a timely fashion. And, and two, somebody who was good five years ago um, may have had something happen in their life where they're not good anymore. And so yeah. um, having some, some more of a, a, a live ongoing system uh, keeps them accountable and just, you know, stuff happens, but I need to know that if, if, if Bill, the landman's become a raging alcoholic and is now a liability to be out there, I need to be able to figure that out fast before I, you know, it becomes a problem. I mean, somebody has got to be the one to figure it out, but yeah. hopefully we can figure that out with our uh, platform. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So do you guys, how do you break down the platform by like, um, by segment or by industry? You know, is this, is it just kind of be, a, a horizontal platform for oil and gas, renewables, timber, power lines, utilities, whatever it may be, or are you going to be able to like niche down by individual industry or different type of assets? You know, we're going to focus on the land professional basically and, and the industry in, in general and the skill sets that are transferable and improving and, and focusing on those. And then from there, uh, offering different courses for you to take for whatever you want, you know, and, and we'll also, uh, the goal would be over time as we really dial things in to say, you know, for, for oil and gas, uh, these traits seem to work a little bit better, but for, uh, DOT right away, this, these traits seem to work a little bit better so we can really help people find just exactly what they're the best suited for. Yeah. But but I guess to answer your question, our focus is the underlying skill sets that make them a good land professional and then offer different courses and things for them to take to kind of pick their own path to focus on. Got you. What do you think some of the hardest challenges are of building out this platform? I mean, like, you know, right off the top of my head, just with my experience of building marketplaces, you're building two sides of a marketplace, right? So you need the landmen and then you need employers. And so getting critical mass and network effects. I mean, that takes time getting distribution. So, um, 
you know, obviously you'll deal with that. Like every other person that builds a marketplace, like there's no way around that. Um, what else, you know, do you see as a challenge to making it work? Well, I mean, to be honest, just the generic, uh, you know, I'm bootstrapping it and you know, it's, it's my concept. So I'm trying to get that out of my head and I'm trying to do it in an efficient fashion while also trying to uh, run Vanguard. So, so that's been a challenge. There's uh, only, there's only so much of you to go around, right? <laughs> I've got five, five young kids as well. So, you know, there's Jeez. only so many hours in a day. Um, so that's been tough, but, uh, I love it though, man. Like no excuses. You yeah. Just, you just, yeah, you just it get happen. it done. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. um, beyond that, uh, it's really, uh, making sure we're, I'm very ambitious as to far what what I all want to accomplish with this, yeah. But uh, making sure it doesn't get too out of hand, you know, too robust and too complex. So that's been yeah. hard. Is how do we make this as easy as possible for both parties to use, but still collect as much information as humanly possible? And so it's yeah. you know, yeah, it's a balancing act. Yeah, it is. You want to so, make sure that it's thorough, but also don't want to complicate it because simple is what takes off and right. actually works, right? So. Yeah, we don't want it to take six hours to complete your profile, you know? Yeah. So, um, so so that's been, I think, probably the hardest thing is really that that analytics piece of, of how do we get the most bang for our buck as far as the, the questions we're asking, the information that we're collecting. And um, again, that'll evolve over time. And, and as, as we get more people on and we get more feedback, uh, that'll, yeah, it should be really, some really fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you're bootstrapping it right now. Do you think that you'll ever raise capital around it if it finds product market fit and you need to need resources to grow it? Or do you think that you're just going to keep trying to grow it within cash flow? I don't know. Um, right now, it's hard to think of anything other than bootstrapping. Um, to me, I, I think it's, you know, we're, we're all biased, right? I mean, that's, that's what makes us entrepreneurs is we're just convinced that it's going to be the yeah. greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm still in that mode where why why on earth would I want to to uh, let somebody else in on this? <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but we'll see because I think we're, there's going to come a time where we're going to want to scale up faster than I'm probably capable of doing. Yeah. Um. So so it's probably inevitable. Yeah. Um. And I, but I don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah. I mean, I think best way is you bootstrap, find product market fit, see if the idea works, and then if you need some, you know, dump fuel on the fire. Yeah. At exactly. That point, you can go raise some capital. Yep. But, Yep. So I'm, I'm, that's probably how it'll go, but, but, but who knows? We, we'll have to see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything changes quick in that's startup it. land. <laughs> ask right. you that question in two weeks and yep. you have a completely different answer. Yep. So we know how that is. Yep. <laughs> you, you draw that plan out in pencil and you're just ready to adapt whenever you get thrown a curveball. Yeah. So. so when is the, uh, you know, if, if someone's listening to this, you know, they're a landman, um, you know, I know there's ton of landmen that are listening to this you know my dad's senior landman that's um you know he got caught up in uh 14 16 got caught up in this last downturn so you know someone like him would definitely see the value proposition of this when are you guys going going live with part and parcel well um that's been a process too but um our plan is to go live in in two stages so we're going to have an initial launch for uh just for land professionals to sign up yeah and so that we can build critical mass that way and just get get that going, get the word out, um, and then uh, hopefully three to six months from that time frame, launch the full the full thing. Hopefully closer to three months. But cool. um, but we're hoping to launch the first phase for for just land professionals here in the next 
two to four weeks. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, we got this podcast will probably go out in two weeks, so maybe. So by the time it goes out, hopefully maybe about out. the time yeah. this is going <laughs> yeah. out or going live, uh, that's about the time we'll be cool. We'll be going um, so if someone's uh, someone's listening to this, is there can they currently is there a website where they can enter their email and sign up on a on a wait list or do they just gotta wait and. Yes. So, um, if, if we haven't gone live yet, um, there'll be, you can go to part and and there's a place to enter your email and we'll notify you when we do go live. Okay, cool. So we will, uh, drop a link in the show notes. If you want to check it out, you can, uh, go online and sign up for it. Maybe live by the time this goes out. Um, but at minimum go and sign up for it. You can find John said he's not very active on LinkedIn. I see him on LinkedIn. Everyone once in a while posting something. So I'm you, there creeping. Yeah, so. you can go find them on. You can go find them <laughs> on LinkedIn and uh, connect with them there. Man, we appreciate you uh, coming down to the show. It's good to have you in Houston. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to win some prizes for uh, for Digital Wildcatters Office. So we're gonna have a nice uh, fold out chair and the bottle opener. We're all set <laughs> thanks to Vanguard. So <laughs> appreciate I you guys. Appreciate you guys powering through your hangovers and, yeah. and making it happen. <laughs> making it happen, man. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, uh, if you're not subscribed to BDE, a.k.a. Big Digital Energy Newsletter, go check it out. It's in your inbox every single week. Just a rundown of, uh, what do we got, oil news? We're going deeper now. We got more memes. Got we got more news, commentary. Climate tech. We got everything. Got some news on the, on the market. What you so. want, what you need. We got all of it. So go sign up <laughs> for the newsletter, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Come, 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 come.